Yeah, Mark Watson with you. No, Joe Wheeler. He is on a plane at the moment. I've got to say, I never thought I'd sit here and do a show and celebrate and dedicate it to the Highlanders when it comes to Super Rugby. But that's what this show is all about for the next half an hour. So I'd love to hear from some Highlanders fans. I just want to use tonight as a little bit of a chance to reminisce on some of the great players that have come through this wonderful franchise. Maybe get some sort of understanding of the club set up in Dunedin and the feeder systems at a local level that travel through to the Otago NPC side and then along with Southland then form the Highlanders Super Rugby franchise. I was just going through uh, teams and I, and I got the Highlanders team that took the field for the first time back in 1996. It was a hell of a side. You had Jeff Wilson, Brian Lemmer, Matthew Cooper, John Leslie, George Laupepe, Stephen Bashup, Stewie Forster, Tane Randall, Kupu Venisi, Brendan Timmins, Andy Rich, Mike Meeker, Anton Oliver and Murray Driver. That was when things kicked off. And they ended up finishing second in 1999, ending up losing to the Crusaders. And then, of course, they won the comp in 2015. And I thought, well, there's the 96 side. How does the 99 Highlander squad look? Case Muse. Duncan Blakey, Isatola Manka, uh, Marker, Paul Miller, John Blackie, Calvin Middleton, Tane Randall, Carl Hoff, Brendan Timmins, Josh Cromfield, Joe McDonnell, Anton Oliver, Josh Hecker, Simon Mailing, uh, Simon Mailing, Byron Callagher, Brian Lemar, Jeff Wilson, Romy Ropati, Chainsaw Laney, Tony Brown, Jeremy Stanley, Peter Alatini, Simon Colhane, Matt Carrington. Boy, they have had some wonderful, wonderful rugby players over the years, haven't they? Simply wonderful players that have worn the Highlanders jersey. They won it in 2015, their only victory, where they ended up beating the Hurricanes in that final. And things maybe in more recent times haven't quite gone to plan. Another disappointing performance from them on Friday night against the Chiefs. They had parity for the first 15 minutes, but when it was all said and done, they just couldn't keep up with the intensity, the pace in which the Chiefs are playing the game at the moment. I decided to get somebody I've got a huge amount of respect for to join me on the programme tonight to talk a little bit about his observations regarding the Highlanders since the inception of Super Rugby back in 1996 the good years, and maybe just running an eye over maybe some of the areas that he's identified as part of the reason why perhaps they're struggling this season. I think depth is one of them. You often hear sports teams talking about individuals winning you a game, but a squad wins you a championship. And for some reason, the Highlanders in recent times just haven't been able to get players from outside of the region, attract them, to Dunedin and therefore allow that continuity year in, year out like the Crusaders have achieved. So my guest tonight played more than 100 games for Otago. He was an all-black win on the Tour de France back in 1986 and we'll always remember the France, the all-black Tour de France in 1986 because it was famous for the Battle of Nantes where the French were just absolutely brutal. Um, Future all-black captain Buck Shelford had his scrotum ripped open and his testicle basically removed 
a test series that we would end up winning by two tests to one, but we would lose the test in Nantes. Dean Kenny joins us on the programme. Evening to you, Dean. Welcome. Have we got you there, Dean? Earth calling Dean. Okay, we're just struggling to get Dean to air at the moment. We will try and get Dean up in one moment. But look, if you do want to phone the program, you can text us here on double eight double three. You can phone us on oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one. I would love to hear from Highlanders fans in regards to the great players and the great teams that have played for this wonderful region since nineteen ninety six and some of the your perceived issues that face the franchise at the moment. What is holding this franchise back? Is it just player selection? Is it a lack of resource? Is the fact that now Moana Pacifica are a part of Super Rugby that there is just simply not enough room in this country for a sixth franchise without sanitising the depth and quality of the competition when it comes to player resource. 0800 150811 is the number. We're just having a few technical issues, so really encourage somebody from out of Dunedin to jump on the phones and give us a call and have your say and celebrate this remarkable region of New Zealand. You are listening to Super South. We'll take a break. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have Dean Kenny on the programme and we can celebrate all things the Highlanders. Hell no, I, th- I never thought I'd come off the bench uh, for Joey Wheeler and be here talking and celebrating the Highlanders, but that is the case tonight as we talk Super South. We put the spotlight and focus on that wonderful region of New Zealand, that wonderful supplier of great rugby talent, the Southland Otago region, as we talk all things the Highlanders. I think we've got him up now, former a former all-black halfback and former Otago great Dean Kinney now joins us on the programme. Dean, good evening, welcome. Yeah, good evening, Mark, and to all your listeners. Uh, Dino, it's it's been, uh, I, I'd imagine, a, frustra- a frustrating season for Highlanders fans, probably a much higher expectation on them. I don't think anybody expects them to win it, but I think we probably expected them to be um, in the contest more than what we've seen. Is there one particular area that you can put it down to? Um, the depth there. Mark, you know, they, uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, they lost the first three games to the three New Zealand teams um, and they were missing quite a few of their players, you know, um, and unfortunately, um, the depth of the squad is a very young squad, but it's nowhere near the same as, say, the, the Chiefs and the other, you know, three uh, New Zealand teams. And, you know, when you, when you start taking out um, the, the uh, Harmons and then you take out the Smiths and... Um, the Fakatavas and um, the Lynchies and um, Josh Dixon. You know, these players are, you know, quality players, but then to replace them with other players um, of, you know, that are younger and they, they just don't have that depth. And uh, it's been shown um, 
you know, they're, they're in the race for, you know, you know, for the first, say, 20, 30 minutes. And then that just that, um, the intensity just goes up by the other teams and they just aren't able to, you know, handle that sort of um, intensity and pace of the game. And, uh, and then there's a blowout because, you know, they may miss a tackle or they may throw a, a pass and the, and the, and the player coming in um, doesn't uh, know the call or whatever. And, and they're giving away so many uh, needless interceptions and, and drop balls, which is allowing the opposition to capitalise on it. And, and I think that's in a nutshell for the whole season um, that the, the Highlanders, uh, well, mind you, against the Australian teams, they've, they've performed um, quite quite admirably. You know, they, they, they've just lost to the Waratahs um, and, and, um, and also the force away. But having said that, you know, it is the depth and, and the, the quality of that depth that is, um, you know, affecting the Highlanders this year. Yeah, we know each other well enough, Dean, and we probably share the same sentiments. Yeah. I'm just not a big believer in the whole rest and rotation stuff. And you start the season, you've got Ethan DeGroote on the bench, you've got the likes of Aaron Smith on the back, and um, a couple of other guys that were part of the wider All Black squad, and they're not available. And you need these teams yeah. to get off to a good start. You need to set that standard and set that sort of tone early on, don't you? And that is incredibly frustrating when you've already got a lack of depth, and then you're under strict yeah. orders from the All Blacks who, for why they've got control over Super Rugby is beyond me, but then also making it even more difficult, putting even, even you know, putting even more barriers up in front of this team. Oh, totally. And, and if you're going to start off the season, you know, you'd want to start off with all your top players um, playing, uh, especially in the first, you know, three or four games. So we can kind of like get some continuity because they've been training with these players, um, and then all of a sudden they're being told, okay, you got to you got to rest because you can only play so many games. And so now, you know. Um, Dermot is, is the coaches now. Clark is uh, thinking, oh, okay. So which games can we kind of like target? And unfortunately, I'm throwing some injuries with that there. Now it's really depleted, and and you know the the scores reflect that. And um, you know the the I, I believe going into the World Cup, um, you know, year, I think it's very important that I think these players should be playing at the start of the season, um, and then going all the way through, and then resting them, you know, like going away overseas, you know, playing a, a, um, overseas on, say, in Australia or, or whatever, you, you just don't take them with you. You know, you've got to kind of like allow them that opportunity to kind of like rest in New Zealand, not, um, you know, rest in New Zealand, uh, play, or so rest in New Zealand and, and play overseas. You know, I, I just don't think it's... Way to do it. Yeah, I mean, Shannon Frizzell didn't play a lot of rugby last year. He was another one that missed those opening games too, part of this sort of all-black yeah. mentality. Um, I mean, it has given an opportunity for other guys to come through, but I think it was noticeable, wasn't it, Dean, on Friday? They were in the game for 15 minutes. You sort of summed it oh. up, but just the intensity and the ruck speed and the, the phase play from the Chiefs is at another level. And whether it's a fitness thing or whether it's just the fact that through that inexperience, the need to get up to that level week in week out, and it's it, you know a week's a pretty short turnaround, and, and so it, it is a time thing, isn't it? Oh, totally. And now I don't know if you remember. Um, uh, well, must have been about four or five games ago. They had to bring in uh, Josh Berkowitz from uh, from Southland, and then uh, throw him in with the young lock uh, Tucker. You know, it's 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 one of those sort of things there that, you know, you take out jurisdiction from the lock and Parkinson and the next thing you know, you're down to your, you know, your bare bones in the lock and then you have to call in, you know, an aging Berkowitz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just shows and typifies what has actually happened um, with the Highlanders this season. And uh, against the, the Chiefs, you saw 
the McKenzies and uh, the Leonard Browns and uh, the Stevensons in the back line and Brad Weber, you know, they've been playing together, you know, pretty much most of the season. And the tries they scored, they knew where they, everybody was. And, and the amount of missed tackles and holes that were left by the defence just showed that a lot of these players hadn't played together um, mm. in the Highlanders. And um, they just got exposed uh, so much that, you know, they ran in tries, you know, the great tries from their own 22. It's because they, they, they had that sixth sense, you know, the Chiefs players on where the other players were going to be because they've been playing together, for, you know, for the majority mm. of the season. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I want to ask you, I mean, we know how important Aaron Smith is and this side's, you know, much yeah. better side when he's there. He just knows how to lead this team around. He he just knows how to, he just brings that experience we can't underestimate. I, I guess maybe the player that's probably been a little bit disappointing this year and was one of the real stars last year is Fakatava, the backup halfback. What, what's, why do you think there has been a drop off or, or has there been a drop off? I mean, what, what, what's, what's sort of your perception of him this season? I, I think what's actually um, on the back of his mind is one, he wants to go to the World Cup. So, and he's got that. Um, he didn't have the ACL um, operation on his knee, um, and so you know he's got to, you know to to work that through if he wants to get to the to the World Cup, um, and that's affecting his ability to um, you know make those explosive breaks that he had that he did last year. The other thing too is other teams are now awakened to what Fakatava can do. You know, you, you saw him through the, you know, the behind the back pass, and you know, the little halfback, um, you know, for the Hurricanes, um, um, uh, Reinhardt, he, he, he knew what was going to happen. Those sort of things last year would have come off, but this year, you know, those sort of things are, are just um, being exposed. That you know, he's he's definitely below um, the standard that he had last year because I think the other teams have finally, you know, cottoned on to what he can can do and they're just closing down all the gaps and making it very hard for him to actually read the game and lead the game like um, Aaron Smith can do mm. oh, I, I want to just talk a little bit about um, Garden Bashup playing out there on the wing is that his best position? <laughs> Not at all I, I, I think he's he's better at uh, first five or um, you know, second five but you know, you're lacking that serious gas and, and against the Chiefs, I don't know if you saw a couple of times there, he came flying in because he thought he was the first five and then all of a sudden he had to quickly get out to the wing again by that stage there. They had the pace out wide and he, you know, the the um, uh, the, the, the two flying wingers for uh, the Highlanders are injured. So, you know, as I said, you know, they're down to the bare bones and so you're throwing a, um, you know, a first five um, out onto the wing and, and, you know, it was just one of those sort of um, unfortunate... Um, think that's happened to the Highlanders, and you know personally, I think he should be your first five. Um, and then you got to play. Um, there's a Gilbert, the first, um, uh, Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert, the, yep. Phil Gilbert playing at fullback because um, Mitchell Hunt is definitely not. Um, you know, he got stood up two, three times in that uh, game yeah. against the Chiefs. Yeah, but 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 Dean, and, can, can we can we look at Fakatava and can we look at guys, um, you know, and go? Hang on a minute. You're only really, though, we always hear it, don't you? I mean, it's very hard to play well if your forward pack's going forward, uh, exactly. going backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So There's only some players that can actually do that, Mark. Yeah, no, no. So I, I just, <laughs> just yeah. no, I just wonder whether we've been a little bit tough on um, Mitch and um, maybe Fakatava for those reasons. Oh, oh, oh I mean, he, um, unfortunately for Mitch um, at fullback there, um, the, the inside, um, you know, the second five in the centre, you know, left gaping holes. And um, at one stage there, 
um, Damien McKenzie passed to the centre, um, the name just loses me, and, and he just went around um, Billy Harmon. Now, where was the, the, the second five on that there? You know, they, they were getting caught inside. So, you know, they're, they're watching the ball instead of watching, you know, the defensive um, attributes that you need to have, you know, with the players coming back at you. And, you know, there's a lot of players caught out of position. And, and to that there, unfortunately, um, Mitch... Um, was caught flat-footed so many times because of you know the, the, the mm. big gaping holes and the guy had pace. But it's and one thing with Fakatava um, is he, he's he's not reading the game when he approaches the ruck. He's he's trying to read the game at the ruck, and and by that stage there, what you see as you're approaching will definitely have closed down. You know, and and that's why you have got to kind of like. Um, monitor what's what's going on as you're approaching and then you can actually make your decision mm. there and then but he's trying to make it while he's there with his head down and and um um he, he he's not making the right decisions at the moment there mark and and, and to that there it's, it's actually affecting his passing um you know his quickness of pass um you know and and that that all comes with game time and and um but if you've got a gammy knee it's 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 always going to play against you you know because that's always in the back of your mind too we are talking Super South, celebrating all things to do with Highlanders rugby. Dean Kenny, former All Black halfback and a man who played more than 100 games for Otago, is my guest on the programme. This weekend, they come up against the Brumbies in Canberra. Never an easy place to go. We know how structured the Brumbies are. They are certainly the best of the Australian teams. But there'll be a lot of other New Zealand sides here hoping, hoping that the Highlanders can beat the Brumbies. How do they need to approach this one? What sort of style of football do they need to play? Can they turn it around? Do they have the confidence here? Do they have the cattle ding? Um, it's, a, it's a hard ask, and, and, and the answer to your question is no, they don't have it. Um, they're making way too many fundamental errors. Um, the, you know, the, let's put it this way. The, the, the front three, you know, the Groot and... and um, um, well, it's changed around. They had Ainsley, they've had Ainsley, they've had Makaleo, they've Ainsley. had Marshall, they've had yep. Leonard Brown, uh, they've had Mal. yep. yep. Mikalai uh, too. I mean, it's been you know, it's 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 been a bit of a a, a little bit of a, a merry-go-round when it comes to selection of the front row. Oh, totally. And the other thing too is that the, the amount of tries that the, um, the 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 Hondas are scoring are more through the forwards. Um, you know, there, there's you know just a one-out sort of footy, whereas um, they, they haven't scored many tries through the backs because they don't have you know the um, the, the flair or the, the, the skill in, in those areas there um, to, to, to match the opposition and, and against a, a well-structured you know, and organised Brumbies team, um, I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. And, and, and with the, the defence that the Highlanders have been shown um, in the latter part of the game, and if they don't have enough ball um, compared to the Brumbies, they're going to be on the back foot and they're going to be defending and sooner or later you know, they're going to get really tired and, and the gaps are just going to open up again. So um, over there, um, it was in all, if it was in um, Otago, it was going to be um, a big ask, but it's going to be even a bigger ask over there in uh, Brumbyland. You know, it's just, they're, they're a tough team, and and um, and as I said, I don't think the Highlanders um, had the cattle um, both um, in the in the forwards or especially in the backs um, to match uh, this Brumbies team. Just want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse. If you're wanting fragrances, if you're just wanting any sort of skin care, you name it, pharmaceutical products, do check out the team at the Chemist Warehouse. We do appreciate their support of SENZ. If they are part of a purchasing decision, please go with the brands that support the station. Go with the Chemist Warehouse. Now, Dean, I haven't told you this, but as a guest, you have to give us 
Uh, you have to give us your <laughs> your player of the round, okay? Um, so your DHL, Rugby Pacifica, yep. or Rugby Pacific, Highlanders player of the match, and then you've got to give us your DHL Super Rugby player of the round player of the match. Okay. Um, I'd have to say De Groot for the Highlanders. Yep. I thought um, his scrummaging was, um, you know, top notch. And, and, you know, just his ball carrying um, ability and um, his defensive um, attributes around the uh, the ruck and the, and um, is, is um, oh, as I say, is right up there. And I thought um, while he was on the field uh, for, the, for the Highlanders, you know, he kept um, that... Uh, four pack nice and tight. Um, as far as the DHL uh, thing, I, I, I'm liking Damon McKenzie more and more. I think um, that that sort of game that the Highlanders you know, dished up to them just played right into Damon McKenzie's hand. And and and, and the guy can play. Um, he's playing so well at first five. Then I mean the the, the guy's vision and um, his ability to he's just so quick. Um, I I thought he was just outstanding um, uh, for the whole round. Uh, for all the teams and all the games, I thought he was um, definitely the DHL player of, uh, of of the round. Yeah, DHL Rugby Pacific is underway. Do check it out, DHL Rugby Pacific. You can catch it live on skysport.co.nz. You can certainly get tickets. We do acknowledge and appreciate DHL for their sponsorship. Dean Kenny, it has been an absolute privilege and a pleasure having your company this evening, mate. Thank you for your input. Always very insightful, particularly when it comes to halfbacks. Well, thank you very much, Mark, and, and to all your listeners out there, um, you know, please, uh, you know, cast a prayer to, to Mark and his family out there at Murawai. We just had another massive uh, downpour, and um, you know he's going through some tough times. So, uh, you know, cast a prayer for for the big fella there in, uh, in the studio. Hey, thanks, Dean. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Dean Kinney, that is another edition of Super South. You're listening to SCNZ. We'll take a break. When we come back, we celebrate all things Chiefs.